shooting. Skimmer Way near Lakeland, Charles 478, Tango. Thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Now the always entertaining Chris Zebalero and the Ted Nugent of EMS, Kelly Grayson. Oh my goodness, election week is over. We are finally there. We, we don't have to listen to those political ads anymore, but here's one person we do have to continue to listen to, and that's our good friend Kelly Grayson. Kelly, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, I'm stocking up the liquor cabinet for the next four to eight years. You think eight Drink. years? Oh, my God. I don't even, I don't oh even want God. to think about I, that. I, I, yeah, I, I hope that uh, it won't be eight years. I hope it'll only be four. Well, you never uh, know, but uh, you just hope that today is better than the uh, you know, or, or the next four years is going to be better than the last. And, uh, you know, whatever you do, man, it, now it's over with. And it's all the, the whining and the crying. And, you know, it's all fun and games till, you know, someone gets elected president. But, uh, yeah. Period. But, you know, one of the things, Kelly, I think that it was really interesting that I was really kind of, you know, put it back to was the lack of professionalism that we saw during the. Uh, yes. During the campaign. Now, one of the things that I thought ugly. was really interesting is, you know, my daughter's 19 years old. And this was the first opportunity for her to vote, and she decided not to vote because she was really turned off to this political process, and because of all the, you know, the name calling and the finger pointing and the, uh, uh, you know, the accusations, she couldn't make mm-hmm. sense of it. So it was easier for her to say that you know she's just not going to do it. And I tried to give her the the pros and the cons, and people are dying for their right to vote, and you know she's like, well, give it to them, give it to them then. Uh, I don't know where she got that smart aleck mouth from, probably her mother. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but one of the things that it made me think about is the way that we carry ourselves and the way that we present ourselves, regardless if we're politicians or if we're EMTs or if we're paramedics or if we're transporters in the hospital, that really goes against who we are as, as professionals. And I thought it'd be a really great show to discuss professionalism. And really professionalism in the sense of how do we carry ourselves at work and how do we develop a reputation? So before I I, I kick it to you, one of the things that I want to think about is, uh, you know, as I go into these organizations to discuss leadership development, organizational process improvement, uh, Mm -hmm. and growing the organization, one of the things that I'll always hear is, but what do we do when we don't have a leader that's using these tools that you're saying and who's supporting us and who's growing us and who's helping us reach our goals. And I just don't have the motivation and I just don't have the inspiration to, to carry on every day. And that's where I usually come back and I say, Kelly, that regardless of how somebody else is treating you above, that doesn't mean that you degrade yourself to fit into what they're doing, meaning that mm-hmm. you still need to carry yourself with pride. You still need to do your job better and cleaner than the next guy. You need to find that, ex- that intrinsic and extrinsic motivation that keeps you excited about coming to work. You may not be able to change the leader, but what you can't do is allow that lack of motivation and that lack of um, uh, guidance to ruin who you are as a professional because now Mm -hmm. when i see you kelly and and you have a negative attitude because i'm not doing the job i need to do as your leader when people ask about kelly grayson you think i'm giving you a good review or you're saying you know what he's just got a bad attitude and he doesn't come to work on time and he leaves his ambulance And, and i think that's one of the things that we need to think about is how we carry ourselves at work and what image we present to the people that uh are looking at us well 
you know, I've, I've long said that, that your personal standards should be should always be higher than those of your employer. You should hold yourself to a higher standard than your employer uh, does. And, you know, people forget that the, the next generation of leaders is the current generation of EMS providers. Um, uh, you may not be able to you know, envision yourself in a leadership position uh, right now while you're out working a truck and 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 wondering where the next paycheck and is coming from and and uh, and uh, still learning your craft. But there's going to come a time when you mature as a provider where you start to think beyond your next patient, and your next paycheck, and and for the future of the profession. And when that day comes, uh, you need to have built uh, a brand for yourself where other people see you as a leader as well or as a potential leader. Um, and, you know, that's one of the d- most distressing things about, uh, you know, the current election and the current state of public discourse in our country is that leadership and civility uh, seem to be dying things. Uh, our, our current uh, situation with, with our presidential election brings to mind the H.L. Mencken quote that democracy is the theory that the common people know what they want and deserve to get it good and hard. Uh, <laughs> it's true. That's, uh, we know what, that's right. We know what we want, and we've got the two choices there before us, and whichever choice uh, uh, um, winds up being the, the one we have for the next four years, we're going to get it good and hard. Um, and that's the same thing. That, you know, writ on a smaller scale that we have in our own profession, you know, uh, don't like the leaders that you have and, and the, 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 uh, the voice of EMS and, and the policymakers. Well, um, then participate in the system, learn how to play the game and become the policymaker that you wish the profession had. It, it's, it's that simple. Uh, and you need to start building those leadership skills and, and that resume right now. Yeah, let me go ahead and change a little bit of your thought here from my side. And, you know, you talk about that somewhere along the line, you're going to want to do something different in your career. Now, that may be mm-hmm. EMS, that may be going to medical school, that may be working at a fire department, that may be going to nursing school. One of the things that I think that you have to remember out there is this. The definition I like to use for leadership is that of influence. Mm -hmm. Leadership isn't a position. Leadership is an action. And what you need to do is you need to act like a leader every day, and you need to try to influence someone every day. So you may not know now that you're ready for a leadership role or you want to be a supervisor or whatever it is that you want to do in your career. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to wait three to five years and then say, you know what, now I want to be a leader. And then you've got to develop all the skills necessary and and waste another two years of of developing. So knowing that it's going to come and you you think about the where you're going to be in your career. And unfortunately for you guys that are 20 years old and 21 years old, you're going to be 40 years old one day. And, And that's going to come. And a lot of times you can't see that, uh, you know, the forest for the trees kind of thing. But you need to develop yourself today, and you need to put yourself on a path today, and you need to be professional today, because what you do today is going to influence how you're looked at three years from now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as Kelly mentioned, you know, you, you're just running calls right now, and you're an EMT or you're a paramedic, but you're also a leader. Everybody looks at you. There are people who look at you, and they want to they be like you. They want to emulate you. They want to... You know, they follow your lead, and you may not know it, but there are people that are doing that. So, Kelly, you know, when we think about professionalism, I think I really want to kind of touch some of the things that pet peeves as an EMS leader is the people who don't take pride in their uniform. 
You know, they, mm-hmm. it looks like they've slept in their uniform or they'll they'll take it off and they'll wad it up in a ball and they'll throw it in a corner and put the same one on the next day. Um, so it, it's really how they carry themselves. It's not coming to work clean shaven. It's not, uh, you know, pressing your uniform or, or having stains on your uniform and not changing it. Um, you know, it's also the way that you keep your ambulance. That's your office. And, you know, the, the, if the floors are dirty, if there's trash, if there's, you know, if you're disrespecting the, the ambulance that you ride in. Now, you know, some of these ambulances, as people will say of, you know what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't own this myself. Well, you know, it's the ambulance that you have right now. And remember, the people that are getting in it are the people that we need to be able to develop rapport with. We need to be able to give confidence to. You know, another thing is, is is our language and how we communicate with people and how we, you know, uh, you know, talk to those folks about, uh, well, why are you calling me today if this has been going on two weeks? It makes mm-hmm. no difference why they're calling you today. They called you and you need to be able to take care of them. So when we think about professionalism, I'm really talking about the outward professionalism that you show as a provider every single day. And, and some of those are the biggest pet peeves that uh, that I have. And I'd be interested to know what you have. Well, you mentioned, you know, the uniform standards and how you look and the image you project as a as a provider to to your peers and the public at large. And that's important. But in our society, that sort of of um, judging people by their appearance standard is somewhat in flux. Um, I still adhere to to an older school philosophy that that uh, there is a limit as to how many holes you can put in yourself and how much ink you can put on your body and still be taken seriously by the clientele that we most typically encounter because the reality is is that those people are generally of an older generation and 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 they were raised with a different set of values so as it stands right now i I think there should be a a a limit on you know tattoos and and piercings and such like that but the the people that don't see that as an obstacle do have a point that we should be judged uh not solely on our appearance but by our actions and and professionalism is by far it's more than than your appearance it's your actions as well so how do you conduct yourself how do you treat other people how do you treat your family and your uh, your patient's family and, and crew members and your patients themselves uh probably to me speaks more to professionalism than, than the physical appearance we project so we're um, talking about you're talking about basically judging a book by its cover you know so that's right if that's i right. come in if i come in you know i've got i've got a, a half a sleeve well your book your book has you on the cover but i opened it up and read it anyway Sebolero. so so there you go well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And <laughs> I if I'd have known, anyway, if I'd have known you were going to read it, I'd have wrote it in crayon to make it easier for you. <laughs> but you know, but here's the thing, Kelly. Though when you talk about that, you know, I I have earrings, and I I, I told the story a couple shows back about uh, you know treating somebody wearing an earring and how it impacted his thought of of my ability mm-hmm. to treat him. But one of the things that I think we also have to think about is who we are as providers. And and one of the things that, you know, I talk with folks, you know, outside of EMS is I say, well, if you wear an earring and people don't want to do business with you because you wear an earring or because you have tattoos, uh, are those the people that you really want to be in business with? Well, in EMS, it's a little bit different because a lot yeah, of our organizations, you, you a lot of organizations have these rules to say that we want this professional image. But just because you look a certain way... Is it really the way that you look that causes the issue or the way that you carry yourself that causes the issue? Mm-hmm. And I have to stand on the side of saying it's the way that you carry yourself. I'm I'm never challenged with the fact of employees that have 
tattoos, especially, you know, if they've got tattoos from their military days that are all up and down their arms. And now we're working in um, Missouri or we're working in Louisiana where it's 100 degrees in the summertime and they're in the back of those boxes with that air conditioner that's working at uh, a a futile attempt to keep cool. Uh, I'm not going to put them in long sleeves because of those things. But so when you think about how we carry ourselves, this really even comes down to, you know, things like gossip, how we talk Mm -hmm. to people, how we interact Mm -hmm. with patients. And, you know, what is it that you think that we have to do as EMS professionals to put aside the, I don't know, maybe the attitude that we have? Maybe it's the ego. I mean, what is it that we have that makes us think that we're better than people to, to, to disrespect them when they go in their house or, you know, to, to be curt with them or, or to not use professional courtesy when we talk with them? And, and what's missing there in our career field that we have that happen, I, I think, globally? I wish I had the answer to that question, man. All I know is, is, is I see the symptom, but I'm not sure if I can, if I can identify the source of the disease. Uh, the symptom is, is, you know, the lack of civility and professionalism that we see, not just in EMS, but in our everyday lives. This current election has been a Facebook and YouTube comment thread writ large. Uh, for whatever reason, in, in recent years, uh, people have felt um, the ability to, to um, you know, they're, they're keyboard warriors and, and they're willing to say things uh, over an Internet connection that would normally get you a shot in the mouth if you said it in person. Yet now it seems like people are willing to say those things in person as well. And, and, and the rhetoric we've seen from both sides in our, in our recent election uh, is, to me, the, the end result, uh, the knee plus ultima of, of those comment threads and that decline of civility and professionalism. No one in, uh, in a position of leadership as someone you can respect is, uh, is a difficult position to be in. Uh, I think all you can, you can do in that situation is, is try to be the best provider you can be uh, and then seek greener pastures. You know? I think that you've got to, again, you know, I, I think that our leaders are supposed to be able to guide us, are supposed to be able to grow us, are supposed to be able to polish us. Servant leadership, yes. Yeah, they're supposed to be able to get us to the next level. In the absence of that, we don't turn off that flame. We don't turn off that, you know, what who we are as professionals. And I think as soon as we start to take a step backwards, now what we're doing is we're compromising who we are as professionals. And, you know, someone's going to go ahead and call me one day as the leader and say, hey, you know, Kelly Grayson applied for a job here. What do you think? I know. I mean, I got to tell you, he's, he's not the best employee that we have. Could it be my fault that they weren't the best employee? Well, it could have been. But now what I'm doing is I'm telling the, the, the person that they're trying to go to greener pastures, as you mentioned, that they're not a great employee because they hadn't carried themselves well. I think it's that cyclic uh, you know, process that keeps us from getting those jobs. But uh, I'd really like to try to get into some of those things that we can do. I like to pick the one, two, or three things that we can give our, our listeners some advice on how to carry themselves, how to be professional, and how to set their career for success i mean what do you think <laughs> uh boy you, you that's a poser three things that we could do to set ourselves up for success and 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 advance our career our professionalism is it really that mm. hard is it really that hard is it hard uh yeah to pick just three yeah well how many do you want to pick, pick just three? 
You pick, well, let me hear. Let me hear a couple that you throw out, and let's see what we can add to that. Then. Well, well, first of all, you know, be the the very best provider you can be, and and realize that you grow beyond your protocols at some point. So, at some point, your level of of technical expertise is going to exceed that which is expected of you in your protocols. You need to have a plan for what to do uh, and how you're going to behave once you've reached that point where you've outgrown your protocols and you've outgrown your policies and procedures. Are you going to be the disgruntled paramedic who who uh, frets and gripes and, and complains at every turn that their hands are tied? Uh, or are you going to be the force for change within your organization to see if you can get your protocols to grow as well? Okay. Uh, I think that's a, a better definition, a better route for leadership uh, okay. than just griping and, and moving on to the best, the next place, uh, the next greener pasture that, that has better protocols. All right. Well, that's uh, one. So let me give you one yeah. then. So, okay. Okay, so here's another one then. Would you want to be treated by you? Would you want to buy the service that you're giving someone else? I think that's the second mm-hmm. thing that you have to do. So if you were the customer, if you were the patient, would you want to be treated by you? Would you want to be treated the way that you're treating that person? And I think what you have to think about, we've always heard it, Kelly, is that you need to be, uh, you need to treat your patients like you would want your family members treated. Mm-hmm. But even more importantly, how do you want to be treated? If you were in that same situation, and, and now you may be out there rolling your eyes saying, well, I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Well, bully for you. But if you were the one who was getting treated, how do you want to be treated in that situation? And I think that that's the way you have to act to your patients. You can't expect to get better service, better care, better outcomes, better solutions if you're not willing to do it yourself. So that's number two then. Well, and number three, I would I would expand on that. You know, uh, one thing you realize when you've been in this profession for, for any, any significant length of time is that uh, – the only certainty is that there will be change. Uh, the the your organization is going to change. The people you work with is going to change. Um, uh, the the system design and the medicine you will provide is going to change. But the the one constant is there will be patients, providers, and peers. And your relationship uh, with all three of those is going to be what defines your career in the end. Um, so you need to learn to cultivate healthy relationships, healthy relationships with your partners, your patients, and, and your and uh, and uh, your peers. Um, I think uh, as practicing servant leadership, which is simply not just the accumulation of power, it's, it's making those around you and beneath you in the hierarchy better, um, you start with yourself and your partner. You know, start small. And, and, and if you're successful in making yourself and your partner better providers and, and better people, then your sphere of influence is going to grow. Uh, and eventually may, it may grow to, to be the entire service. Uh, the entire agency that you work for and, and uh, as you move up the ladder. But um, starting small um, and, and setting the goals to, to make yourself and your partner better um, is, is where it all starts. Okay. Um, and keep it going, and, and eventually the, the number of people you positively affect uh, is going to grow. All right, I'll give you another one. Here's my last right. one, and then I'll let you go for one more. I think that'll put us at five, but here's my next one. Know your personal values Mm -hmm. and never allow any situation or any person 
to compromise those values in you. So if it's integrity, then you don't want to lie. If it's uh, uh, you know, if if it's your professionalism, then make sure that you don't. Uh, it, it does. It's not affected by anybody. So no one can make you do anything that you choose not to do. So just because uh, you have a poor leader, or just because you have a a partner that uh, you think isn't a great partner, you never compromise who you are. You never mm-hmm. compromise your values, and, and you allow someone else to affect who you are as a person, who you are as a professional, who you are as a provider. Never never wrestle with a pig. The pig likes it, and you only wind up getting dirty. I've never heard that before, but I think that's an interesting <laughs> analogy. Yeah, but hey, that's, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. So email us your concerns, comments, suggestions. Uh, what do you think makes a good leader, and what practices should we adopt to become better leaders uh, in our lives and in our careers. Email us at the show at ems1.com. And for myself and co-host Chris Cevallero, a noted leader in his own right. Thank you. Thanks thank for you, tuning thank in you. Inside EMS. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>